Welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review old soundtracks for some reason. This is Nick. This is Chris. And this is Caleb. And this week, I think Chris has a pick for us. That's right. I, uh, this is a good one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I picked the movie Steel. Yeah. yeah. All right. This is our first Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> first Shaquille O'Neal movie, first of many. Uh, and also, you know, gives us a chance to talk about his illustrious um, rap career. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> was this a movie that you guys had seen when you were kids? I did see it. I mm-hmm. don't remember seeing it in theaters, but I might have. But I've seen this movie like four times, strangely. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was a tough one to get through. This was tough. It's an hour and 36 minutes, but it feels a lot longer. Yeah. And uh, currently maintains a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. That seems right to me. It, we we had a discussion right. about Rotten Tomatoes on our uh, Gone in 60 Seconds episode. Yeah, I think they, uh, Gone in 60 Seconds deserves a higher tomato meter. This yeah. one, 12, you're like, that's good. <laughs> I, okay, we should say this is from 1997? Yes. So this is the first time, of course, this is a movie that I know of. Um, This is the first time watching it. I think that it might be the worst movie that we've reviewed. Mm, Yeah, that's fair. I think Worse than Street Fighter? Yes. Yes. Action Jackson, there's some fun parts about that, but that's a bad... eh, Actually, no, this is is worse than Action Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, This one I... Or Tank Girl? (laughs) I I swear to God, maybe I was in a mood, but this one I was like... (laughs) I looked at my watch so many times. I was howling knowing that you guys were <laughs> watching this too as I was watching it. Just like, <laughs> oh man, ah, they're going to hate me so fucking much. <laughs> I was, I don't, you know, I can't remember the last time that I like uh, checked like how far into a movie I was as many times as when I watched this. Uh, there's a lot we got to discuss about it. But um, <laughs> I will say uh, this is like, it's, it's crossed like funny bad into bad bad you know what i mean like (laughs) it's it's come full circle and like some movies are so bad they're funny and this is continued through that onto the other side and that it's just a a terrible terrible movie (laughs) we've got what uh, about the soundtrack but what about the we've got 12 tracks here you guys want to hear track one yeah this is mob deep with mob of steel Nobody close to they toast, so chill. Nobody move, play your stand still. You, you know, know the drill, cause it's real, like the mob and she kill O'Neal. I have late the track, shack banging it ill. No, he get off simply with enough rubs. There another damn team to touch this. Get yeah, off it, baby. come off that. Imaginary act and listen to reality rap. M O B B D E E P B like that. Link back, scooping shorties up from they acts. Check it black, nothing with these QBs, most infamous. Real live NY, stay dog entertainers. You can hate us, but can't play us. Be left cold full of holes. That's the why I don't. Yeah, that's actually um, so. Mob Deep is a duo out of Queensbridge, Queens. That is a verse by Big Noid, which is he's not like on the credits, but he's. Uh, doing a guest verse on this and i i included his verse because he's the one who mentions kind of shack and some of the movie yeah and then after he's done he has the first verse and then mob deep uh, pretty much ignoring the entire like premise of the movie and everything which i love <laughs> yeah we should uh we should mention this is inspired uh music inspired by the motion picture so a lot of this does not appear in the movie there are two tracks uh, <laughs> is it only two, oh, there are only two, two out of 12 two out of 12 wow um, but uh, a lot you hear people talking about Shaq, people talking about Steel, <laughs> superheroes. Um, so, <laughs> and Quincy Jones was a uh, executive producer of the film and the soundtrack. That's right. Yeah. That's right. 
I guess the character of uh, Steel from, you know, the DC comic universe uh, meant something personal to Quincy, and that's why he kind of got involved in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was the... And this is early superhero movies, but I will say Spawn was released the week before. Oh, I remember that. I saw that in theaters. I, I loved Spawn at the time. Yeah. Um, has not held up. Uh, but yeah, two uh, black superheroes, like back to back in those early... Um, early superhero movie days so and this is like the era of Shaq when he had been playing for the lakers for like about a year yeah this is early the the film is like uh based in la Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of um points in in songs uh coming up later mentioning like kind of centered around la i think that the the character of steel which was like really only created a few years before this movie for Mm -hmm. like uh i remember it was this big event where superman died and it was all these people like trying to like take up his mantle and doomsday was the one that took uh superman down yeah correct? yeah okay. <laughs> and uh i think that i think he was like metropolis um by way of washington dc so there wasn't any like uh the la stuff is definitely i think because Shaq was like playing basketball and like i think you know and also it's easier to do a movie in la yeah yeah uh this made me like Shaq more they put <laughs> they put so hey, much upon him for yeah. this movie he has to act with like rain like his character is way too convoluted uh for what it's supposed to be and i i like i was like man he's trying so hard apparently he came never like missed a line memorized everything before he had like only i think uh 40 days to shoot everything or 40 to 50 days to shoot every scene and it was like he was doing all his own stunts that's <laughs> he, the he, only review that you can really give shack is uh, shack memorized all of his lines oh, man. <laughs> I, and apparently like re- memorized other people's lines too for some reason yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't know quite how to act yet <laughs> it doesn't yeah. I, to his credit I, I never got the impression that shack was like ruining the scene or was like the worst part of any part of this movie because there was so many competing bad parts yeah I, i'm just so shocked that um they wanted to do this movie you know what i mean like (laughs) there was so much that they made him do i felt so i mean like running around in a suit that probably took hours to get into doing all of his own stunts because no one else is a seven foot one (laughs) 400 pound person that's we can talk about that but in the movie there's a whole thing about like who is this steel man yeah yeah. i don't know the only seven foot one guy in the city (laughs) like this This, yeah it's not even uh you know sometimes you you watch a movie you're like oh wouldn't people who knew batman would see like video of him and maybe recognize him yeah in this one people just hear a description of steel and they're like oh my god i know who that is (laughs) (laughs) um i guess a quick uh little um uh scenario or synopsis of the film is um so john henry irons uh is shaquille o'neal and he was like a weapons expert in the army with his friend Sparks. Unclear about the relationship. It's clearly sexual, but they just didn't <laughs> show anything. Um, and then she gets horrifically injured and Judd Nelson is like a weapons guy that tries to steal all the plans and distribute these weapons to inner city gangs and try to take over the world with them or something. It, and then at some point, Shaq's like, well, I'm going to suit up and fight crime. And that, that does kind of come out of nowhere. Um, yeah, and that, but that's about it. That's about the movie, right? <laughs> we'll we'll get going further into the soundtrack, but I do want to say this is a rare movie where you meet every important character in the first scene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, you don't meet uh, Richard Roundtree yet. Uncle Joe I comes said in pretty important late. character. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's true. All right, uh, Nikki, what do we have next? This is Tevin Campbell with No More Fighting. Where do you come from? 
Tevin Campbell. I think we've had Tevin Campbell on some previous episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I recognize him from being the voice of Powerline in a Goofy, Goofy movie. movie. Yeah, he did yeah. a bunch of music for that soundtrack. I think. Yeah. And, and Powerline is supposed to basically be Prince. <laughs> Michael Jackson. I thought it was a combination oh, of like oh, yeah, Michael yeah. Jackson and. I mean, it was very Michael Jackson. He yeah. moves. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, man, Powerline's awesome. Those songs in <laughs> Goofy movie are like way better than they need to be, and then like he plays a huge part in the movie. Um, yeah, the rumor, and I think I may have said this on the podcast before, was that Tevin Campbell was like on a trajectory, just like straight to stardom, and with um, the help of Quincy Jones, yeah, yeah right, discovered yeah, yeah. by Quincy Jones, mm-hmm. and then some, I guess, questions about his sexuality sort of uh, surrounded his career, and I think it kind of uh, a lot of people at the time weren't very uh, open to that or something, and I think in the R and B world, it was like a lot. They're like, how are you going to be the next Michael Jackson (laughs) if you're not like a normal, sexually straight (laughs) dude? He did get arrested at some point in the, I think it was like the 90s for soliciting to an undercover officer. (laughs) Same thing that happened to George Michael, I think. Yeah, yeah, very similar. There's been some allegations about Quincy Jones and he and like, it's all really gross uh, um, from a perspective of like people trying to destroy his career and Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. And then maybe he was being manipulated by Quincy Jones and Mm -hmm. things like that. But I remember when I first started getting into like pop music by myself, I guess my brother and I, it was like my cousins had some of Tevin Campbell music and we were like not into it. We later, like around that time we were like color me, color me bad and like uh, boys to men a little bit after that. Yeah. And there was something off putting about his music to us. I can't remember. Maybe it was just something my brother didn't like. And I was like the little brother. But, like, looking back at it, I was like, holy shit, like, that music, he was, like, 14 years old when he recorded that. I was like, of course it was, like, weird to us because it's like, it's like, yeah, what's what's up with this guy's voice? Child. (laughs) Yeah, he's, like, four years older than us. Oh, God, man. I was like Usher, right? Wasn't Usher, didn't he start as, like, a 16-year-old or something crazy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, so many, you know. So many pop stars do, but uh, but yeah, I had no no idea for some reason because I guess you know I was a little kid. <laughs> yeah, so Quincy Jones basically, I think one of the big reasons this movie got made. Mm-hmm. Um, I think originally there was an idea where they were going to adapt this wildly successful Death of Superman movie, and maybe that was like going to be the Nick Cage one, and that it was going to introduce these other characters, and that this movie was going to come out as like a another movie, you know, like um, kind of what Marvel is famous for now, but uh, yeah. a little bit of like world building, universe building. And then the Superman movie ended up not happening. And I think uh, Quincy Jones forced it through. Hmm. He like, you know, really wanted to make this happen. He yeah. was had some, you know, this is the 90s and like hip hop culture is happening and, and uh, you know, boomers were confused by it. And it was kind of this idea that uh, that the you know the hip hop community was like ruining like blackness or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this screenplay is garbage. There, <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth Johnson. The idea, and this is yeah. a lot of this is you know a lot of it's in the comic book, but a lot of it isn't. And the idea that you have like kind of like a you know black Iron Man, but he his base is in like a dump. <laughs> it's a junkyard. It's <laughs> that's a junkyard. like not, that's not in the comics. <laughs> it's like why. <laughs> 
Why? Like this guy's like a yeah, one of Kenneth the most Johnson, talented engineers. You know, <laughs> and Alfred is instead of Alfred the butler, you have a a, a guy that owns a junkyard, Uncle Joe, <laughs> it's, Uncle Joe, and it's Shaft, Richard Roundtree, yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy that Shaft. played Shaft. Yeah, and it's yeah, yeah. very winky. Uh, and he's like, I designed the hammer, especially the shaft. Yeah, there's a lot of. A lot of wink, Andy. Uh, one of the running jokes is that steel can't hit a free throw. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, you guys know I can't make those. And everyone's like, what the hell are you talking about? The first time I saw it, I was like, oh, that's funny. Because it's like he's just passing like a pickup game. And you're like, oh, it's Shaq. And he like misses. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Uh, but then it becomes like a big plot point. Oh, it's a huge plot point. <laughs> and I can't believe they did it. It's like, what world are we living in? Everyone's winking at the camera. <laughs> the movie was shot for... 16 million grossed 1.7 a whopping 1.7 million big old flop Um, (laughs) that's insane (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah no this is a colossal failure Um, I don't know if I think even Kazam uh, did much better than this one Mm -hmm. but uh, Kazam's alright Kazam's alright Shaq raps in that too he's a rapping genie Um, I remember the uh, Sinbad version (laughs) Uh, you're one of those called, yeah <laughs> yeah which is which happened which happened and is um you know evidence for alternate universe and stuff like that but um yeah i yeah so quincy jones had this idea of making like a wholesome like uh kids movie is it a kids movie kind of uh, you know shag is supposed to be this kind of gentle giant slash role model yeah. i think quincy like as a father of seven kids like you know recognized the importance of a role model and felt like that was missing from society and maybe this could you know yeah he talked about he's like and he's not really a superhero he's a superhuman being and that like he's kind and like he's you know stronger than most people but um yeah you're spot on he wanted like positive role models and Mm -hmm. i know wesley snipes was at first tapped for this oh interesting went to shack um but then snipes got blade a year later so another comic book movie which i think i think that was for the best oh yeah i I don't know how you could cast it better than well you know like michael clark duncan or there's there's definitely better actors that are also giant black guys uh <laughs> but it like i said it's i don't really blame Shaq for this movie um he had the tattoo he already had the superman yeah, yeah. tattoo <laughs> yes, that's it, the real tattoo. So, uh, oh, that's a real so tattoo well. yeah, yeah, yeah oh my goodness yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> he's like i must play this role yeah. <laughs> you guys want to hear track three yeah yeah this is shaquille o'neal with straight playing Superman remix. Don't break the back or it's easy. Leave the cop look slippy like they greasy. Pockets ain't cheesy. Believe me, you can stack your chips on the remix and still couldn't see me. Now see me. Run to the border, hit the water, cause your style and your profile is out of order. I flow like a river. None come bigger. It's a fact, big shack is just one band. I like playing on the west side. Yeah, this is, um, I keep hoping all these tracks are going to dip into MC Synopsis territory, Yeah, <laughs> but they seem much more concerned about uh, talking about what Shaq's up to. Yeah, yeah. This is very much about, this whole song's about him like leaving Orlando to play for the Lakers. Yeah, playing on the east side, <laughs> but I like playing on the west side. Which is also like, <laughs> do you take a stance, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, And it's a, it's a real shame that like, 
very few of these songs uh, end up in the movie uh, because I feel like there was many opportunities for all of them to be in this movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, there's like the the gang hangout. Um, I mean, let's talk about the movie for a bit, but like. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I could talk about that gang for a while. I love that gang. I love, um, like, if you've ever seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first one, there's, like, they're trying to recruit some kids with the Foot Clan, and they have the coolest hangout thing ever. There's, like, half pipes and video games everywhere, and kids get to smoke cigarettes. This was Sounds not, pretty cool. It, it was awesome. I was like, <laughs> I, I would join the Foot Clan. I don't care. <laughs> but um, this was like not that much different from that. It was like the middle of the day and there's a part where like Shaq has to, he's like going around asking where they got these like crazy uh, like sound wave weapons mm-hmm. and they're just like dancing at 3 p.m. And, like <laughs> playing video games and pool and stuff and like... Oh man, it's yeah. I love the gang where it's <laughs> he's like talking to is it Ray J? Ray J? Yeah, and it's like uh, I guess it's his little brother. Or yeah, I think so. I mean, baby brother, I think baby yeah. brother, yeah. Mm-hmm. Grandma Odessa, and uh, the and I don't know where the parents are. <laughs> yeah. no, they're not mentioned. Anyways, uh, yeah, he's like mentioning like uh, the the you know the gang that he ran into, and he's like, ah, oh, they're all wearing purple. It's like purple. I know, I know what click runs that set. <laughs> purple purple <laughs> all right i mean maybe you don't want other color taken yeah you don't want to step on like a real gang's gang colors so you have to go to purple yeah, yeah. everybody's wearing fucking eye patches and shit <laughs> <laughs> i do love so there's a big judd nelson especially has a big like boner for weapons in this movie and like so does the general at the beginning they're just like um, imagine the capabilities of this gun and they're like slightly worse than regular bullets <laughs> it's like a laser gun that doesn't quite work and it's also, i'm like bullets work fine like i think the weapons we have currently uh are just as good as any of these super weapons <laughs> just, it's always so funny in movies when they're like imagine new weapons that can take over the world and you're like we're no that's it's the same we have nukes <laughs> and we have bombs and guns working fine yes yeah, i think Shaq's character is trying to develop the, a more humane weapon that will like stun people but not kill them yeah and it sends like a big sonic wave that renders them useless for a few minutes uh, yeah it's uh, fine it's literally it's just like a, a bad version of kind of the most popular iron man story which is where iron man has tony stark's made all these like weapons and then somebody steals the technology and then he has to go like hunt down all the people that are using his technology to do bad things the leap from i gotta track down these weapons to i'm gonna fight crime in the streets just general crime comes out of nowhere it's like 40 minutes in and you're like wait why is he building a suit (laughs) there was no mention of a suit wasn't Shaq like trying to become a cop in real life for like a year Oh, he might. Yeah, yeah. He was very interested in like poli- the inner Law workings of like police departments. <laughs> it's like some Steven Seagal <laughs> shit. Just like just want to hang out with the yeah. cops and and like. Well, so maybe okay. that's Shaq pushing his own uh, personal thing into the screenplay. Maybe. Yeah, we know. do need to maybe. talk about Shaq and that. There's all these like um, we're in a time right now where everybody's obsessed with Tom Brady because Tom Brady is like the oldest quarterback by far. And is playing at such a high level, and so everybody's like really, yeah, it's really it's wild trying to dig into like how is this guy like ma- like pulling it off? Yeah, and it seems clear that it's because it's the only thing he ever cares about and talks about and does. Everything's like nutrition, like he's never had a fucking raspberry or something, like all these weird stories. Yeah, 
he's just obsessed with like staying at this level and a lot of people if they talk about Shaq it's kind of in another way where when he was in his prime he was like rapping and he was in movies and he was like doing all this other shit because it's like you know you you know he was uh, i think he started playing when he was really young and like yeah. professionally mm-hmm. maybe he played like a uh, college ball for a year or something but it's like you know you you become an adult and you have other interests and like Shaq is like a you know pretty interesting guy and yeah. also not a terrible rapper no, he's, <laughs> we haven't, like, he's a rapper him. first ball player second <laughs> remember <laughs> that like, there's a lot of uh people that get famous for other things that, that put out rap albums and uh this is way better than almost all of those i mean mixed martial arts professional wrestling advertising television video games shacks all over the map man yeah. hanging out with the general um icy hot <laughs> no, he's, he does it all <laughs> he's never seen a uh a marketing deal he didn't like but um yeah man hanging out with the jackass guys like he's i i'm a, a big Shaq fan and and honestly I, I found this movie endearing that he like <laughs> he was trying so hard he was, he was doing so much man i can't believe they wrote that character for because it's like okay you're like all right he's not a great actor but he can be like a physical presence on the set but let's make him a scientist and like constantly talking about like <laughs> jargon and like he delivers those lines as hard. I mean like as well as you could, but it's like, Oh no, we have to calibrate the DCX two seventy three to like, I can't even make it up. I don't know. <laughs> but, he memorized all of his lines. He memorized all of his lines. <laughs> <laughs> He's fine, man. There's a lot of, there's a lot of shots that I can't tell if it's supposed to be a joke or if it's just Jack's life of him like having to like get under door frames. <laughs> yeah. When he's at Grandma Odessa's house, he's like, like, whoa. Literally, they're like, oh, fuck, we should have gotten behind the ceilings. But yeah, it's like, it's comical, but he's so tall. They don't turn it into a joke. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We should probably move on to the next track. Yeah, yeah. Should we hear track number four? This yeah. is Gia with Breakout. You gotta be a strong man. find out too much info on Gia. How about you guys? I couldn't find anything, especially I think that there's a uh, Chinese pop star whose first name is Gia. So it's kind of Maybe this was like uh, an artist that Quincy Jones was trying to help foster that never took off. I think that there's, we're going to run into a lot of that. And uh, this song to me, it, it, you know, you read articles about these, uh, these algorithms that people make where they like read every Mozart, like piece of music and then can like generate like a, a unique and mediocre kind of Mozarty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this, that's what this sounds like to me. Like yeah. it just took a bunch of Aaliyah and like yeah, Shante and stuff, say. and just like so kind of spit out, out of the neural network. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah. oh, it doesn't really have a distinctive. Like I'll never remember this melody. But yeah, were those real words? Was she singing words? <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like okay. It sounds all right. Like I don't know. There's an AI engine that uh, is out there that can like uh, I think it can read files and people have taken famous songs like. Uh, that song by Rick Astley. Yeah. Never going to give you up. Never going to give you up. And like the, you get to hear what the machine kind of goes off and does its own. Yeah. It's, it's pretty terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for it. I can't wait to <laughs> the future of music. Completely listen to robot music. Um, I should mention 
one of the two songs that does appear in the movie was the Tevin Campbell No More Fighting. Oh, okay. That was in like the secret weapons factory underneath the arcade game <laughs> Empire. Okay, which- why? <laughs> I have a question for you. Why Why is there an arcade uh, game front? Is it just to like lure in kids? I, I think there was like a deleted scene or something, but it, it was so convoluted. And it, I think that like Boomer Quincy Jones was like, oh yeah, we got to do something about this. Like rap music is like, we got to set good examples and also video games. You're like, what? <laughs> These video yeah, games, games, they're yeah. terrible. So yeah. the bad guy is a video game guy. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. There was that movie. Quincy. Yeah. Quincy. Yeah. Just put it in there. He's paying for this. Just do it. He's Quincy Jones. He made Thriller. Nobody spends time in junkyards anymore. <laughs> there was that movie Toys with Robin Williams. Oh my God. I've, it's which, been on my list for a little while, actually. I know it's a very bizarre movie. Yeah, and it has a soundtrack. It's, it's a lot of Danny Elfman, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that there's enough pop music on that to where we could do it. It's a... Uh, it like really freaked me out as a kid there's some like really scary bizarre like like it made me feel things that i wasn't supposed to feel like an as an eight-year-old i was just like uh loneliness and heart i don't know <laughs> i remember seeing that cover at blockbuster I, I watched it a bunch but the the bad guy in it um they're like using video games as like actual weapons of war they mm-hmm. would have like some kid that didn't realize they were actually like blowing up a you know something in the middle uh, East. okay yeah, gotcha yeah. gotcha yeah i remember that movie being one of the most uh baffling and disappointing like experiences as a kid yeah like i wasn't like excited about it but i was like oh robin williams i know what this is gonna be and yeah. at the end of it i was like no <laughs> ll cool j's in it he was like my favorite part <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> well it's on the list we'll see who gets to it first yeah. you All just right. want to hear some track five yeah. yeah this is john b with anything for your love the love you gave to me and girl I get excited when I think about it the inside of love is where I I think we've talked about John B. before. Maybe it was like the uh, Bad Boys soundtrack or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. I just always remembered. I, I remember some of his songs, but I remember he was famous for having been like a successful songwriter. Yeah, big ballad guy. Yeah, and it's like you always read the credits. It was like Michael Jackson. It was you know all these people. But like this time, I was like, wait, which songs did he actually write? And uh, <laughs> they all seem to be like weird album cuts and like yeah. B sides and stuff that never really went. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure that. Maybe some like Tony Braxton songs that he wrote were like big hits. I think that's probably where he made a bunch of money. I mean, his album Bonafide went platinum. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is something to sneeze at. <laughs> John B., you know, there's something about 90s R&B, and it's something that I'm sure I've talked about a lot, and maybe not recently, but uh, I'm, I appreciate like kind of kitschy sounds from a lot of different eras. Like uh, I'm, I know that some like a lot of 80s R&B is like pretty cheesy, but I really enjoy it. Uh, but the 90s stuff, I think because I was there for it, yeah. I just haven't been able to like get back into it. I know a lot of people that are big like music fans do. A lot of this music sounds like what they would play at like, local movie theaters when they're running the local ads before the previews <laughs> kick in. <laughs> Yeah, you know true. what I mean. That's so accurate. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, like the like the color me bad. Uh, I, I think well, I, I do like some color me bad. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. But just you know this kind of you know 
I guess I'm nostalgic for some of the songs that I liked when I was young. But if I hear mm-hmm. like a John B. song I never heard before, I'm not like, ooh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. It's overproduced. I mean, uh, and there's like no real instruments in it. So it's always a little bit of a slog for me, I think. And I, I don't really give a shit about the human voice either. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I hate to say that. I'm always like, I recognize it. I'm like, oh yeah, the person's got a great voice or good pipes, but that's not what like draws me to a song in particular. I, I feel the same way. Um, yeah. unfor- unfortunately, R&B is all about that. I, think. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that there, there's something about like, um, the earlier recorded voice where it really is more rock and you know we talk about like al green or otis redding people yeah. where you can like hear everything i find that really hardly any vocal processing too yeah yeah it's yeah. when you get into this Rock kind talent. of smooth this is like you know it's like the the vocal version of kenny g which isn't you know it's impressive but it's not an aesthetic that I The vocal version of Kenny G would be someone just re-recording their vocals over like a classic recording and releasing that as a Christmas album. (laughs) And somehow it goes triple platinum. (laughs) Total bastardization. (laughs) Ah, not a big Kenny G fan over here. (laughs) You know. Hey, he holds the record for longest note ever held. So 42 minutes on a saxophone. Circular breathing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Thanks, Kenny. That's wild. (laughs) (laughs) You guys want to hear some of track six? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. This is Gina Breedlove with Free to Be Me. Wake up, Chris. Ah, oh, sorry. Hey, sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, this is... I don't hate this. This kind of reminds me, you know, I wish that it was Sade. You know, it's like kind of mm-hmm. in that... Uh, I guess Sade is probably more like early 90s. Um, but I love Sade. And this is like fine. This seems very Quincy Jones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I read that this artist went on. She was one of, uh, I think, a big part of the original Lion King on Broadway cast. Oh, nice. So like, I think more probably had more success like uh in that kind of aspect yeah of her career um a lot of people on the soundtrack uh have pretty thin wikipedias yeah i noticed that uh halfway through we're gonna be all right guys there's a lot of interesting artists that are all like vamp, piled on piled onto a few different tracks but yeah we needed uh we needed a short episode guys <laughs> after that gone in 60 seconds i know yeah. yeah talk about a misnomer gone in two and a half hours I had huh? over, that was like over three hours of material to work with that was wild <laughs> I can't imagine what hit the I had cutting room for. With that one. Yeah. yeah, thank you, thank you for all you do, Nick. <laughs> Anytime, Chris. Oh man, uh, there's a lot of uh, interesting cameos in this movie. John Hawks, I was surprised to oh, see yeah, him as a mugger. Yeah, he was the mugger in this, and he's he was the probably he, the best actor in the movie. Right? Yeah, I know. Like, he's a legitimate, like, respected actor. A lot of people know him from the the brother in uh, Eastbound and Down. Mm-hmm. But I remember I was like, oh, wait, is that John Hawks? And he's like, plays like a tiny little bit role about like, give me a purse. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we should talk about the, uh, so I guess that happens. And then Steele is suited up uh, for the first time. Uh, John Henry Irons, uh, Shaquille O'Neal. And uh, he gives the, like, I mean, they're a 
they look like the millionaires from uh, Gilligan's Island or something. Like they're like on their way to the opera and like <laughs> bombed out LA, <laughs> and they get their uh, wallet stolen. And then later they come back and they're supposed to finger uh, Shaq in the lineup, and they go like, "But he was on the right side of the law. We can't do that. He and gave they, us back our belongings." Yeah, and they like give each other a knowing look. And they're like, "Look, I know uh, this description is impossible, and there's so many people that look uh, exactly like a seven foot six, like four hundred pound monster, but." It's not. I don't see him here. I it's don't see him here. A, it's a weakness to the uh, alter ego when <laughs> the first person you help could pick you up easily, pick you out of a police lineup. <laughs> like, no question. <laughs> you don't need to see him. You're like I don't know, tallest guy I've ever seen. Tallest guy I've ever seen. Tallest guy in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> um, Annabelle Gish is uh, Sparks in this. I knew I recognized her from something, and it was uh, from Mystic Pizza. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I know her for she was the one who replaced uh, Gillian Anderson on the X Files when they tried to like have it carry on without mm, the two mm-hmm. main leads. She's good. She um she gets paralyzed very early on um in the movie and um, she has a story arc about you know tricking out her wheelchair. Uh, <laughs> Pretty amazing, the, actually. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the laser the, wheelchair. And stuff. How do you guys feel about the wheelchair action scene at the end? I I laughed way too hard because you just don't expect it to happen, and she like all of a sudden is like she has some terrible line too. It's like maybe not. Yeah, then and she then, starts shooting wildly into a crowd. <laughs> And then she like, rockets like, off into the... Yeah, like, Shaq's like, you better get out of here. She's like, how's this for getting out of here? <laughs> yeah. Flies off. She goes so fast in the little wheelchair thing. Oh, man. It's I gotta, bad. I gotta talk about... There's two lines in this movie that really stuck with me. And one of them is uh, after Irons brings Sparks out of... She's, like, at the VA. And he, like... Yeah. Uh, Picks her up against her will yeah. and brings her to the junkyard. Yeah. From, I guess, from uh, St. Louis to LA. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that's about. Uh, yeah, a lot of, the, there's a plot hole. <laughs> plot hole. Yeah. Drops her off in the, the junkyard and she's a little bummed out. And, <laughs> and Richard Rattree is like, what's, what's her story? And Shaq's like, her dad's dead. Yeah. Her dad's dead. Her mom drinks herself in and out of rehab. And he was like, oh, I meant like, is yeah. she single? I don't know. It's like, like she's, yeah. I mean, she's not like Orphan Annie. Like there's yeah, a lot of people in their 30s have like a dead parent. That doesn't define them. Yeah. It's, it's such an abrupt response, though. It's like, what's her story? Her dad's dead. And her mother's in drinking and rehabs her whole life. You're like, oh. Uh, she seemed cute and put yeah. together. No, like, I mean, like... Yeah. What's like what? What's she? She seems nice. In? Like, yeah, yeah. Are you yeah. guys like romantically involved? Basically, what I was you guys asking. keep touching fingertips. What's going <laughs> yeah, on? The, the That's e- like their little love move. Yeah. It's very bizarre. Yeah, yeah. It's an ET, literally like an ET finger touch. <laughs> yeah, and it's like their thing. It's it, it reminded me a lot of a face off when like John Travolta oh, yeah. and his wife face. just like grope each other's face <laughs> in like a very non sensual way. It's, it's like, been a while since I've seen that movie. That oh, sounds. Uh, gotta, I, don't it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's just like yeah, yeah. heavy handed metaphor like i know your face but it's like (laughs) i see that's disgusting so she is also like a weapons expert yeah and uh her big thing is like that she's installed these like i mean they just look like guns in the side of her wheelchair yeah but you're kind of expecting like maybe they can aim at things She kind of just flies in a circle and wipes everybody out. Yeah. She also shoots Shaq yeah. with the gun. She hits Shaq. But he has the steel on, so he's okay. Doesn't but, matter. you know. 
That whole we can get into that weapons insane. That weapons deal presentation was the wildest scene ever, and it, like it made no cohesive sense. And like all the buyers are still standing there while like you know Shaq jumps in, and then he's like, "I can't move. I'm still on stage, and now I'm part of this." Maybe we should say uh, rewind to the first scene where they're they're doing a demonstration of some of their non lethal like weapons tech yeah. for I guess like a. Kind of like a very unsympathetic senator. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, (laughs) Judd Nelson, like, he really butts his head in. He's like, oh, I'll show you this. He's like, this thing couldn't even be stronger. She's like, oh, really? And he, like, has a thing and he turns it all the way up. And it's like a shitty, like, LED light. Yeah, yeah. it's just a dial (laughs) that goes up to 10 and it's, like, at 5 and he turns up to 10 and that's what... uh, what what causes every all everything no. bad to happen he loses his job and uh sparks gets like injured they kill the senator by yeah, the way yeah, the no senator one, dies. there's no mention of like ah geez we killed a sen-. like that would be a huge story but, senator <laughs> dies in a weapons display at the hearing uh shaq's being like um he's being deposed yeah and it's like have what were the weapons ever tested at full capacity he's like oh no we would never do it's like there's a dial that goes up to 10 and they're acting like there was like no way they would have thought that somebody would turn it up to ten. Yeah, they should. Yeah, they should have tested it. <laughs> Shaq created a monster that he ended up having to uh, take out himself. <laughs> there was a uh, last thing I'll say. And then we could go I did find another Gina Breedlove fact. By the oh, way, oh nice. Oh yeah, go for oh, that. She once sang with Harry Belafonte. Oh, oh I love Harry Belafonte. Uh, pretty um. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a really funny scene. Um, I guess, or it's not funny, but uh, she's in the hospital. <laughs> Sparks is in the hospital, and uh, you know, Shaq comes to visit her, and she's like, "Yeah, I can't wait to get on my feet again." And then it pans to the nurse, and she's like, "The nurse gives a look that's like, Xnay on the eat fay, <laughs> like, not gonna make it." <laughs> yeah, I know. We're just like, she's not gonna use those anytime soon. <laughs> but, but then at the uh, end of the movie, she like you know rigs up her wheelchair uh, so that she can actually be upright. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think she would make bionic legs, uh, but... <laughs> well, that's kind of, yeah, in the Avengers movies, that's kind of Don Cheadle's arc. Yeah, yeah they, War Machine, yeah. But I think that they, they feel, I feel like they skip past a lot of the hard stuff. Yeah. Where it's just kind of like, five years later, and he's like, walking around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just bummed out there was never a steel video game. Ooh, well, foray into uh, Shaq's video game career. Should oh, Shaq Fu? Shaq Fu. Shaq Fu. Which came with... I own Shaq Fu. I owned it. <laughs> and it came with a CD uh, that had Shaq's track Stand and Deliver mm-hmm. and one other song. But uh, Shaq Fu is a wild game that Shaq seems very out of place in. <laughs> it's like, it's a fighting game, but he's fighting monsters and like people from like all... I guess areas of time and there's like a demon like the beast is the bad guy and he's like summoning creatures from hell and it, dude it, it's an insane game but the fact that um, you know he uses Shaq Fu uh, which he is the only known master in Shaq Fu it's his own style of basketball martial arts I remember big sideburns right didn't he have like weird sideburns when he was Shaq Fu no 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 oh, maybe I think of something else he, uh, he's doing like a claw move on the front of the <laughs> album or in the front of like the game, um, and then the character in the it's like the graphics are pretty good for SNES or, G, uh, or for Genesis, 
Uh, but the character does not look anything like Shaq. He looks like <laughs> he looks like Tupac. Like he looks very different from Shaquille O'Neal. Amazing. <laughs> yes. Well, don't be too harsh because Shaq did do a lot of the development on that and a lot of the coding himself. That's true. That's <laughs> but he was just, he was spread so thin. <laughs> yeah. He dives into any With project. The Olympics and everything. <laughs> yeah. 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 What are you gonna do? Speaking of Shaq, do you guys want to hear track number seven? Let's oh do yeah. It. This is Shaquille O'Neal, Ice Cube, Be Real, Peter Guns, KRS One with Men of Steel. Even if the car's stolen, even if my eyes shut and jaw slowly, that's how it's going down. You only smile when I frown, cause you want the crown. You clown, I keep it real. No more beef with Cypress Hill. Now we super friends, making super ends. West side. Many know the Shaq made a bills, but did you know the Shaq made a steal? Feel me. No matter what I do, the billy is gonna flourish. Big rich like a bus full of Japanese tourists. Horus, style the flow like Hudson River debris. Your quarter keys of them Shaq CDs. Ruru, next MC that claim they keep it real. Shaquille gonna smack him with a meal. I did watch the music video for this song, and uh, I gotta say, like Shaq was holding it down. Dude, he's it's it's very funny that he can just jump into like the rap world and immediately have some of the most popular rappers at the time like embrace it and be on the same track with them check I mean, can do anything man yeah i believe it <laughs> Dude, I believe this it. this track has like some great mcs on an ice cube yeah. like at the uh, you know tail end of his prime i guess maybe a little bit past his prime krs1 be real from cypress hill and then uh shack's verse isn't it doesn't if you're listening to this track you would very easily listen to it without realizing that a giant basketball player was yeah. one of the rappers yeah i mean it's you know we said it before he's a good rapper he did a diss track to kobe at one point or he like talks about how he you know how's my dick taste or something like that which yeah i mean you know. the tension between them is eventually what led Shaq to go back to um like orlando after the lakers no he went to miami I or think. miami yeah. yeah he started in orlando then lakers then back to yeah yeah and it's i think that the friction is probably in that kobe was much more of like a tom brady type somebody yeah. who was like obsessed with and really devoted to like becoming the next jordan yeah and Shaq's like i'm like one of the biggest people in the world yeah i'm gonna like write a children's book yeah i'm gonna have fun <laughs> man and kobe's like no nah, we should go back to the gym we should practice yeah. <laughs> and he's like, i don't know yeah, i'm gonna do a movie <laughs> Steel? I don't know. <laughs> Got this genie project. Yeah. <laughs> this genie project. This genie I'm trying pro- to get this genie project <laughs> off the ground. <laughs> How much do you know about genies? Kobe's like, what? It's like, oh, never mind. What about Kung Fu? Shaq <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> Fu. Yeah, man. I mean, like, I would love... I mean, it's so easy to call somebody like a poser for, like, trying to rap, um, but Shaq really pulls it off, you know? <laughs> One funny thing I did find was that the uh, director, Kenneth Johnson, uh, shared about the production of Steel was that um, they had a band in the process. I guess the director was a drummer and their DP, Mark Irwin, was apparently a great jazz guitar player. And their key grip, Chuck Smallwood, played bass. So a lot of uh, them setting up shots was also deciding where they were going to set up like a rehearsal area for people to jam and uh i guess shack also plays drums of course and um i guess his like feet are so big so like shack as soon as he sat down at the drum kit he like 
he like hit the kick pedal and it like went through the kick it like <laughs> tore a hole in the drum head on the on it's the like kick when he breaks the backboards <laughs> he's like oh sorry yeah, yeah. so strong <laughs> yeah. i think this movie could have used a director that was more of a kobe and less of a shack yeah i don't think we need to do like the uh <laughs> the band rehearsal while you're setting up for his I wish there were recordings yeah. of that of those jam sessions <laughs> well, that of, would be uh, one of the songs by Kenneth Johnson he wrote is in the movie and it's not on the soundtrack and it baffled me it's oh, that like it's called like stand up mm-hmm. and it plays like twice it plays at the beginning of the uh like the steel making the steel montage it's like stand up and then and whatever and then it plays at the end credits yeah i was gonna say there's a very prominent it. end credits song that's not on the soundtrack i think quincy jones was like no <laughs> <laughs> yeah nah, that's my department get out of here kenneth i mean quincy should have just played steel <laughs> <laughs> he probably could have pulled it off <laughs> or uncle joe man if shaft just such an unnecessary character well it, Look, take Grandma Odessa or <laughs> Uncle Joe. You don't need them both. Scrapyard Joe. Scrapyard Joe. Dude, the, the souffle thing, I've always heard that described kind of in the same sentence as like quicksand and like all these like really old movie tropes that uh, have like are way like forgotten. Yeah, like be quiet. You're, you're going to ruin my souffle. Yeah, it's, it was like this old like I Love Lucy thing where it's like somebody's making a souffle and it's like somebody rushes into the kitchen and you ruined the souffle. And it's like... Yeah. I don't, I, I don't I mean we live in a world especially here in New York where there's a lot of cuisine and like you're familiar with a lot of different types of foods and I still have no the fucking idea what a souffle is the souffle gets a very awkward close-up in the movie too when it gets knocked out of the oven yeah. it's like a very Tim and Eric style close-up <laughs> it's just there and then it just tilts over to the right and she's like no <laughs> it's like no one gives a shit about the souffle why is this it plays a huge role in the movie <laughs> Looks um, delicious. It looks delicious. I, I will say her uh, her restaurant idea, which was black and bleu, mm-hmm. uh, as in like cordon bleu or like whatever the She's the French aspiring French chef, French chef using like uh, like Southern style cooking. I was like, yeah, I'd eat the shit out of that. Oh, yeah, that yeah. sounds That'd be good. That's an odd like. Oh, it's is, amazing. I yeah. would love that restaurant. I think that some of the souffle screen time probably could have been <laughs> like devoted to to Sparks and like her situation. Yeah. Yeah. I know that her dad's dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, maybe, <laughs> Shaq says that, but nobody ever asked Shaq where his dad is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aren't you guys like, you seem even younger <laughs> and there's like a kid. Where are your parents? Yeah. What's your deal? <laughs> it's so bizarre, man. Yeah, Shaq just smiles and everything's okay. <laughs> uh-huh. It's, uh, there, there is something about the way this movie was shot and that they, I think they hold like half a second too long on every, uh, person's like reaction. And like it makes it seem like the jokes all fall flat because they're not cut correctly. Yeah, yeah. It's like they'll say a joke and it'll be like, "Yeah, that's what they said." Anyway, <laughs> like, it literally has I mean, like <laughs> Mark Irwin has shot a lot of great stuff though. Like he shot Scream, yeah, which sure. is like one of the best looking movies. I mean, I don't know. This is just an awkward, uh, awkward thing. I mean, he's the the main feat that he overcame was getting Shaq in every shot like without cutting off his head <laughs> like like think of oh the, my God, yeah. the, the nightmare of every other person being the two framing feet must have been a nightmare <laughs> yeah. just like especially Sparks is, is sitting Fuck. down for the whole yeah, thing she's, she's it sitting down. makes an even bigger problem <laughs> oh man you guys want to hear track number eight yeah yeah this is S H E with we got heart just hold on. 
right, I'm just going to say poor man's TLC right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> S-H-E-T-L-C. Hey, there we go. I was, I was going to say that I I've been only be one. Uh, <laughs> talking shit about like 90s R&B, but the, <laughs> there's nothing compared to 90s gospel. That's yeah. like a real monster. But uh, <sighs> most of the credits, uh, I don't know if it's one person or a group. I think it's one person. Uh, most of the credits were collaborations with Shaq, mm-hmm. unlike some of his projects. So I think that this is a... Uh, this is like a Shaq writer. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, this is one of the two songs that is featured in the movie. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. When she, when he, uh, Shaq visits uh, Lieutenant Sparks in the uh, VA, it's like on his way. <laughs> Dude, that's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> that so it's uh, Sparks is like staring out the window so for, forlornly that for a second you're like confused whether she's lost her sight. Right. Yeah. No, she looks blind in it. Because she won't even look at him. Yeah. And he starts like uh, starts making fun of like the dirty windows. Yeah, I was like, "Why are you looking at the? Why are you staring at those dirty windows?" And I thought it was gonna cut over to like some maintenance guy, some like haggard maintenance guy, like, "Huh? Hey, I'm trying over here." <laughs> and then yeah. Jack just like busts like just the tries. wall down, like yeah. it's fucking uh, like Chief and uh, Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, yeah. And if you do want to watch this movie for free, good luck. <laughs> um, you can rent it on iTunes or uh, Amazon Prime, I believe. You can uh, only standard definition. It's There's only no. SD. I want to see no a Blu-ray HD. version of this movie. It does not exist. It's not. Yeah. This, is, this hasn't been gotten a Criterion release. No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm petitioning for it. Um, <laughs> there is a very funny scene right before uh, the song gets played, and it's it reminds me of the um, like oh hello like the one-sided phone call conversation. <laughs> the police. <laughs> that's who you that's are. It's like. <laughs> This is the VA hospital in St. Louis, right? But I just talked to Lieutenant Sparks. She's not there. She's been transferred. It's like, yeah, I'm saying all the way. He really acts it up. It's great, man. Guys, it looks like we are coming up on a break. Uh, thank you, Dickie. Before we go to the break, um, at the end of the episode, I want to remind you that we are all adding a track to the track listing Spotify playlist in honor of Steel, uh, one of our favorite songs, alter ego songs, songs um, re- relating to an alter ego. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like we might have some different approaches to that one. And then we have a game after the break that Nick put together for us. I've got a game. All right. I'm excited. We're excited. So stick with us. Welcome back to the soundtrack to Steel, music from and inspired by the motion picture. But before we get back to the soundtrack, I've got a game prepared for us. This is an edition of Supergroup. Yeah, all right. And uh, this will be a sequences edition okay. of Supergroup. Oh, okay. So there will be uh, four audio clues and there will be a sequence involved. And we're trying to, uh, if possible, guess the fourth clue before you play it. Guess the fourth clue. An example round would be uh, a song that has north in the title, east in the title, south, west. You get the idea. Yeah, yeah. it's a Kanye West thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thinking hats on, guys. Do you have any questions before uh, clue one? No, let's work together. So, Caleb, yeah. we're going to get our team. High Pussy five. Posse. Yeah. I'm nervous. <laughs> All, right. All right. Here is uh, round one, clue one.
marching dave matthews band oh is that is that i thought, I thought for a second it was too much is that right you are chris it is ants marching a hundred million percent that is ants marching bro i went to college okay <laughs> okay okay where were you caleb <laughs> Never, um, never a big Matthews guy. Okay, so is this? Let's think. If it's I a think band it's be, thing, is it? A, is it an ants? I think ants is probably the the active clue, but okay, we'll see. Yeah, or marching? Is it like a marching, stepping, hmm. running? It could be like a pace thing, picking mm-hmm. up the pace. March, April, May, June. Ooh. Okay, let's okay. Just, let's hear clue two. Here is clue number two. charm of spring never met it face to face I never knew my heart could sing never Ella Fitzgerald or something Billy Holiday Billy Holiday um could be him could be him uh, <laughs> uh I she's nice. t- there's some lyrics about spring yeah. so that could be an April yeah march april or maybe it's grasshoppers is yeah. that a song about grasshoppers in spring <laughs> it could be spring in their stems uh okay yeah i think if it's um if we got march april if this next thing if there's something about may then i think we buzz in or it could it, I mean, it could June. be march spring i don't know let's hear the next clue yeah. here is round one clue three maybe it's time to let the old ways die Maybe it's time to let the always die Takes a lot to change, man Hell, it takes a lot to try Maybe it's time to let the always die March, April, May, May. Maybe Yeah, probably. I don't know that song. What's the song with June in it? June, uh, June... <laughs> I can't think of any June June song. bug. Um, I don't know. I Igor know. Stravinsky's Ride of Spring. Uh, <laughs> I always kind of think of the Simon and Garfunkel, like, uh, but it does the whole, it does all, all the months of yeah. like spring and the summer. I think it's a month thing. I think it's a, all right, let's, it's let's a just, month sequence. So something with June, June in the title. A, a June right, you are, Chris. Yeah, right. we Chris, fucking nailed it. You were right at the beginning. I think you said March, April, May, June. Yeah. Uh, right away. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That is correct. We could have. We lost out on five points. We should have uh, <laughs> after one clue. <laughs> just like shut the game down. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's hear June by Florence and the Machine. Ooh. And Yeah, good job, guys. That is months. That is uh, March through June. Nice. Yeah. Uh, first, we were Dave Matthews Band with Ants Marching, then uh, Billy Holiday with April in Paris, then uh, Bradley Cooper with uh, oh, that's Maybe It's who Time. That fucking Don't was? you mean? Uh, I had no idea. What what is what is the the name of the character? 
Is it from the the movie? Yeah, from yeah. Star Is Born. It's like um, Maynard Ford or something. Whatever. Yeah. The fuck Google it. And, <laughs> Maynard uh, <laughs> Last we heard, uh, June by Florence and the Machine. I don't think I would have identified that. Um, yeah. I like Florence and the Machine quite a bit, but I don't. You know, Jackson Maine or something. I don't know. No way to know. <laughs> no way to know. <laughs> you guys ready for round two? All right, yes. we're ready. We're warmed up. All right, here we go. Here is uh, clue one. That is ACDC. Hells, Hell's Bells. Bells. Are we sure about that? <laughs> uh, ACDC, it could be like a number of letters for, thing. you know, it's like maybe we're going to like a three letter band after this or something. Um, oh, yeah, that's a good, that's a good sequence. Also, I mean, it wouldn't, I guess it'd be hard in sequences, but they like switch lead singers after a while. So maybe oh. that would be more of like a group thing than a connections. All right. I, Feel all right about this? Okay. Good start. Yeah, it could be a band that switched lead singers twice and then three times and then <laughs> yeah, Maroon <but> Five <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Or Adam Levine is the fifth singer. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. no. Uh, you guys ready for a clue too? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Here we go. All right, so Eagles. Yeah. That uh, is the correct uh, band hotel, name. Yeah. Hotel Eagles. Cal- it's Eagles. 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 Hotel <laughs> California. Hotel California. That was a song that was written by their drummer. Ooh. So are these progressively <laughs> shittier band members writing that? <laughs> but I don't think that it was sung <laughs> it's by like it. It's like it's fun to shit on drummers. I, I like drummers. It I just, it's really fun to... Uh, some <laughs> people say... Three musicians and a drummer. Hotel California. <laughs> It's like a little bit of a purgatory thing. Yeah, it has to do with hell. It has, um, yeah, it's like you're stuck there for life, or it's do like you think we're we're heading like up through the circles of hell, like starting in hell and then yes, purgatory, and Dante's then Inferno thing. So, <laughs> what, what's I feel like we're overthinking it. But. Yeah, but I mean, because you're so existential to it. <laughs> well, because it's got to be a difficult sequence because the the songs are very recognizable. So, yeah. let's think about okay, Hotel California. It doesn't seem like it could be anything to do with the band name. At this point. Eagles or ACD. Well, let's hear the next clue. Okay. Let's, let's see what we got. Here is round two, clue number Gonna be starting something by Michael Jackson. God, fucking song slaps. Uh, I hate that it's so good. (laughs) I wonder now. Is it songs with like misnomered things like "I'm a vegetable"? (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if it has to do with like the amount of time that songs spent at number one or something. Oh, interesting. I mean, these are Hotel California is like one of the hugest. I don't know, or maybe it's like years the number one song from like successive years or something well let's think about it this way is it 
ACDC's like the the Aussie charts. Is that like the top of the Aussie charts, top of the UK charts, top of the? But then where? I mean, I'm definitely not going to come up with the fourth one. Well, it's not it's not band members anything to do with band members because that's Michael Jackson versus Eagles and ACDC. Got to be starting something has nothing to do with purgatory or hell. I don't think unless like it's Earth. Bell Hotel. Bell Hotel. Something. <laughs> you guys want to hear yeah. uh, Clue 4 and see if you can Yeah, uh, I guess we out. need the last clue. I think so. Here's Clue 4. Don't even try to understand. Just find a place to make your stand. And take it easy. Well, I'm standing on a corner and wind. Taking it easy. Is that another Eagle song? I think is it Crosby Stills Nash? Um Wait, is it Eagles? Is that Eagles? I can't why dude, that's bad that we don't know that song. <laughs> that's a very popular song. You wanna hear Clue Four again? <laughs> <laughs> I, you guys were on the right track yeah. a moment ago. Okay. Uh, could that have been from the same album as Hotel California? Yeah. And so these are like uh These are all number one hits. No number question. one hits back to back. Long, I think I think you're right. It's like the longest stints on uh, number one hits. You guys are very close. I think it's in order of... These are all U.S. chart-topping hits starting with um, like the least amount of numbers, least amount of weeks at number one. Or is it like the, the highest-selling singles? Like, uh... Very close. A- in aggregate? Very close. Uh, I think we got to call it. <laughs> yeah, we got to call it. Yeah, these are the greatest selling albums of all time, from fourth to first, and these are the first songs on those albums. Oh, okay. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! First, we heard "Hell's Bells" by ACDC. ACDC's album "Back, Back in Black, Black" is yeah. the fourth best selling album of all time. Yeah, uh, good for ACDC. Then we heard "Hotel California," which is on "Hotel California" by Eagles, which is the third best selling. Yeah album of all time with 26 million copies then we heard want to be starting something off of thriller by mj at number two and uh then the eagles again eagles, dude, <laughs> eagles again eagles have two is out this of the uh, four? hell freezes over or whatever the number one best-selling album of all time is uh eagles their greatest hits 1971 to 1975 yeah. jesus christ and uh, the first track on that album is take it easy oh man okay pretty yeah. wild yeah Good and quizzing, guys. Good quizzing. Yeah, yeah. That's Very tough close. Yeah, yeah. We, we yeah. were yeah. hanging in. We were circling right around there. it like a bunch yeah, of yeah. eagles. Uh. <laughs> eagles. I'm still never going to get over that. It's yeah. it's eagles. Dude, it's when when eagles. we were prepping for our last episode, the first track was uh, from the band The Colt. Yeah. And uh, whatever like um, website I went to first, uh, just listed it as Colt. Mm-hmm. Oh no. no! And I was like, "Wait well, a minute! A, there's, a, there's a band called Colt, is this like an indie band." Oh yeah, but I was like, "Is this another Eagle situation where this whole time it was called Colt?" <laughs> we had no idea. <laughs> it's a great band name. Yeah. yeah, it was a typo, just right. like Shazam and Sinbad. You know, same deal. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ready for round three? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here is round three. Clue number one.
train drops of Jupiter. The train. Are we dealing with planets? Are we dealing with planets in the solar system? Or maybe <laughs> we are not. Huh? <laughs> okay. All right, maybe it's train. But I like where your head's at. So train is the the song is called Drops of Jupiter. Drops of Jupiter. Okay. All right, let's hear the uh, the next track. Here is clue number two. Thompson Twins, Thompson Hold Me Twins. Now. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorites. That's that song fucking hits, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, love, yeah, yeah. I love the Thompson Twins. Um, drop, hold. Drop, hold me now. Drop now. Drops of Jupiter. Uh, stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> Trains, Twins. Train, Twin. Okay. Uh, maybe yeah. we need another one. Let's keep going. Yeah. Here is round three, clue three. I think that's uh, War on Drugs. Oh, nice. I, I, I'm unfamiliar with that song, but I really liked it yeah, yeah. in just that clip. <laughs> they got great. a little bit of uh, like Dire Straits, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, man. I like the Ooh, quote of it. Yeah, uh, I'm so bad, with, so bad with uh, song titles, but I think it's Supplying Pressure. Um, train, Twin, War. Yeah. Are these like vehicles of something... <laughs> I think I okay, think Okay, I got it. I think you you train your twins to go to war. Yes, 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 in yes. Asia, <laughs> an Asia track. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right, no, no, no. What's happening? Um this has got to be names of like another album maybe? Maybe these all all these are like found in like another famous person's album maybe? Thompson, I'm trying to get Thompson in train. Nick's head. I'm trying to figure it out. Or that's I it's hard because I mean we know we have train mm-hmm. if we're going by album by the <laughs> artist. Know anything we know. But then it's like could be Thompson, it could be twins, <laughs> right? But probably twins, train twins, and it could be war, war, could be drugs. Are these names uh, <laughs> train? T- Are these bands' names also other bands' names? Is what I was about to say. <laughs> I was like, we got war. We know that's oh, a band. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we, sorry. Technically, we are adding one word to every band. Yeah, yeah. I think you guys need a clue for. Okay. Lipstick's black, so I still I still think it's a band name connection. Right, you are Caleb. This has to do with the that? name of the band. Was that like who's saying Goodbye Horses? Was it Q Lazarus? <laughs> no, no, it sounds like much more contemporary. That's so true. first the uh, the first band that we heard from was Train. 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 Then Thompson Twins. Then Thompson Twins. Then War on Drugs. The War on Drugs. You guys weren't familiar with that last. Uh, Band. 
Unfortunately, twins. No. Twins. There's the Minnesota Twins. There's uh, uh there's the, these are beds. The twin bed. There's a train car, sleeper car. Do you want to uh, give us the band on the last track? Uh, the band on the last track. Uh, can I give that to you guys? Uh, I mean, th- we, we we give up. We <laughs> I'll, give, I'll, it, I'll give you the I'll give you the band and see if you can get it. It's uh, the last band. No points are awarded. Is Chicano Batman? These are all types of cars. Chicano train Batman. car, train twin, trains twins. Chicano war. Batman. I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I have no idea. We are moving forward in the filmography of Danny DeVito. <laughs> Throw Mama from throw, the Train, throw mama starting the train. in 1987. <laughs> okay, so Throw Mama from the Train. Right. And then Twins. And then Twins. And then uh, War of the Roses. Right, you are, Kayla. Oh, see, I, I wouldn't have gotten that. I don't even I don't know. And then closing it out and in the DC Batman. universe. Batman Returns. Batman, Batman, Batman Returns. returns. <laughs> 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 Very good, guys. <laughs> I, totally, I totally forgot that Danny DeVito was in uh, Steel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah, yeah, we, a cameo is Oswald Cobblepot. <laughs> yeah, we did hear uh, dro- oh, DCU yeah. drops of Jupiter by Train, Hold Me Now by Thompson Twins, Under the Pressure by The War on Drugs, and Black Lipstick by Chicano Batman. Nice. Those are all great songs, by the way. I think I've I've heard uh, the name Chicano Batman, but I've, I haven't listened to them. Yeah, they've yeah. got some jams out there. Yeah, man. Good job, guys. Right. Well, hey. thank you, Nick. Yeah, yeah. together, Nick. Right. Good game. Good quizzing. Should we jump back into uh, Steel? Let's yeah. do it. Music, yeah. music mostly inspired by. <laughs> Somewhat inspired by the film. Uh, we are going to come back in on track number nine. This is Black Street with Coming Home to You. How are you guys feeling about this soundtrack so far? There's some stinkers, um, but there's some hits too. Like, I wish some more were in the movie. I mean, this was clearly in the sex scene that was deleted. I think uh, no, was yeah. no, Black Street no was one of the artists that had most of their master recordings uh, destroyed in uh, oh, that no. Universal Fire that we've yeah. talked about. <laughs> but uh, you know, are we going to be all right? <laughs> I think we'll With be Black all right. Street? I think Black we'll be all right. Tell remember, me Black Street wasn't in there. <laughs> they Tell were in Black there. Street. Nah! <laughs> I remember, so when I was a kid. There's CDs. Um, We've got the CDs. Yeah, that album came out with No Diggity. No Diggity, yeah. I, I think, is probably the best R&B song from the 90s. That song's awesome. It's like unstoppable, great yeah. song. Uh, and it like came out. I remember my brother and I, we like bought that album. But the funny thing about that song is that like in the lead up as it starts going, they're like talking about how they're like back together. Black Street's like back, and you're kind of like, oh. And in my mind, I was a kid, and I was like, I've never heard. They must like <laughs> have like put out a bunch of albums and then you know broken up and done other stuff. Yeah. And the way that you know, I was I kind of had this idea. <laughs> so I was it's finally like looking up. It's like yeah, they had one album before this. <laughs> yeah, they're back. And uh, you know, uh, Black Street's back. Backstreet's yeah, back. back. They did the same thing. Like, Backstreet's back. Ah, and you're like, what? You guys are brand new. 
this is like kind of textbook unremarkable 90s r&b yeah and it is funny that it's very very 90s sex scene yeah, yeah, yeah which does not exist in this movie now there is so much sexual tension between sparks <laughs> and shack what's the rating on steel it's pg-13 you think it's 13 i mean it, i feel like there's like two random swears it is pg-13 okay um yeah what is uh one of the characters says like uh roll me up in shit yeah or something <laughs> yeah, like that it's it was a very weird line R- richard roundtree says it yeah it's like unnecessary when he said i was <laughs> like what <laughs> what are we doing guys uh but it couldn't i think um in the nine, 90s dominated the pg-13 uh rating because that's where all the money was it was like those teen yeah. audiences if it was pg it's like oh well this is for baby you know what i mean like you might as well get a pg-13 honestly it would have made a much better pg film if they'd cut like two minutes out of it <laughs> just like made they could have cut you know the whole film <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could have just not done the film <laughs> All right, i did want to say uh, uh better, I, I better earlier, use of money there's like two yeah. two lines that really stuck with me the other line was uh the bad guy judd nelson yeah he's like He's meeting on a park bench with like uh, the head of the purple gang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he goes, "Eat the hot dog. Don't be one. Don't be the hot dog." <laughs> it's like what? Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, okay. <laughs> Do you guys want to hear where we at? Track number ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is as yet with nothing compares. I've searched, I've took a turn for stinky r&b <laughs> that's a as yet that's az yeah you know. as yet they like uh you know they put out a lot of music and i don't remember them i think they're a philly group several like soundtrack appearances i saw that they were on the nutty professor soundtrack nice should we get to nutty professor at some point probably i remember that there yeah. was like a hit a big like radio hit that was off of that i can't remember if it was like uh, Mary J. Blige or like yes. or something. Like Janet Jackson maybe. Janet, yeah, yeah. Because I, oh, she was in. She was in it, and I think she, she had a hit song. Was she in the first one or maybe the second one? Maybe I. I just remember seeing like a VH1 music video uh, with Eddie Murphy as like <laughs> Mr. Clump or whatever the hell. It was bad, man. <laughs> okay, so I want to talk about. Can we talk about the suit uh, for a little bit here? In the so he's Shaq makes this steel suit, mm-hmm. uh, which is so clearly rubber. It's hilarious. There's a part <laughs> Poly- where like polyurethane. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he when he talks like in the helmet, you can see like the cheeks move because it's like a form fitting like bat. Like it's the same material as like you know the bat suit or something, but it's supposed to be you know hardened steel and there was a movie also in 1997 called star kid did you guys ever remember that i think i remember the cover to it it's the kid from jurassic park and he in like a a space alien suit was like i need a host and he like gets in the suit and he has all these superpowers that suit looks so similar to shaq's steel suit it's insane and i'm like <laughs> they got they had to have used the same suit i saw th- in the opening credits, uh, the last credit you see is the person who made the suit. Who they got like a full like 
the same as like the director and like Shaquille O'Neal. It's a big part of it, man. Like it's a big part. And I should say, so in the comic books, you, there, you see, there's no exposed skin. Yeah, which kind of makes sense for the character because in a lot of this movie, you're like, oh man, if if Irons like catches a bullet in the face in the lower <laughs> face, he's really fucked. Yeah, there's a lot of open areas and the uh, the palms of the hand. <laughs> there's a lot of him just standing there and people just like rattling bullets into his suit and it's like ooh, if they just hit like a crease (laughs) how do we kill this guy shoot him in the face (laughs) shoot him in the eyes or the mouth there's a lot (laughs) yeah and he doesn't move around much but uh but i i kind of think that it it i actually think that this suit is better than the comic books version the comic book version super weird it's basically just a drawing of of a big black man but he's metallic silver Mm. um but you can see his like lips and his nose and his eyes and everything but it's all just silver and he has like a superman cape and i think the story behind him kind of it's similar where he was like a weapons designer who like quit uh but then he gets uh like superman saves him and then he's so inspired that he just designs a suit that gives him the powers of superman yeah which is like that's once you once you (laughs) say that then it's like wait can everybody just like be superman yeah <laughs> like that doesn't the technology exists that everyone has the ability to be Superman. yeah if you you know you like, like you said with the with the star kid thing or whatever it's like if you create a, a scenario where there's only one thing where it's like an alien suit or something it's like okay you can make them but it's like to some guys like man i really look up to that guy i think i'm gonna make armor to where i'm superman <laughs> it's like what <laughs> i think you're missing the point man <laughs> If you guys uh, were a fan of that As Yet track and you want to dive into more of their music, they do have a song uh, called Hard to Say I'm Sorry that was originally performed by Chicago. Yeah, yeah. That's so got really a cover. Cool. Oh, wow. Big hits. They got a Chicago cover? I listened to it. It wasn't a bad cover. It's very 90s R&B. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to dive into track 11? Please. Yeah. Maria Christina with Alone in the Crowd. I was reading about this artist. Uh, she is apparently a mostly blind Irish singer who uh, she she grew to fame. She was like the Irish Eurovision contestant. Oh wow! Um, like in the eighties, and then uh, nothing for a while, and then in nineties, the I think she had like a little bit more. Eurovision's got some jams here and there. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. weird to me how Quincy Jones this sounds and how American. Mm-hmm. And I think that she's just being like overwhelmed by whatever like. Uh, kind of r&b sound is happening in 1997 she has like a real baby voice that is accentuated by this weird uh r&b track uh but it's like it's almost somebody trying to do like the sexy baby voice uh, (laughs) yeah which always trips me out (laughs) kind of reminds me of you know every time like uh if there's like a a british uh actor trying to do a boston accent or something and they're like trying too hard and you're kind of like ooh, i now yeah <laughs> and i feel like she's trying very hard to not sound irish and it's making the whole thing seem like uncanny valley yeah uh, yeah 
It's uh, you can hear like the tinge of like the cranberries though. Uh, they're yeah, tiny she, came, she came back in 2016. Bones. She was uh, part of the voice, uh, the voice of Ireland. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was she a contestant or was she uh, one of the judges? I believe she was one of the judges. That would make that sense. Point time. Yeah, yeah. That voice show. I don't. I don't watch it, but I. I, I hate it in this. You it's love a, the voice. You love the voice. Go it's on. a vehicle for promoting the careers of the judges and not the contestants. Yes. Like yeah. say what you what you will about like American Idol, but I know a lot of people who started on American Idol that are now like successful musicians. Mm. And I don't Daughtry. I don't think I've heard anybody <laughs> from them. the voice. I know the the judges on the voice. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's true. That's like gross. But, yeah. They, uh, they figured out the secret sauce. It's like, nah, make it about the judges Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and how cool they are. And like, there's, you know, they're dating each other and like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's super gross. Did you guys hear about that show? That's like the, um, what was it? Oh, that, uh, is it about like, uh, like people philanthropists? Yes. <laughs> and it was like, like an HBO max program or it's something. It's like or the Paramount next Plus. Greta Thunberg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's a reality program trying to have uh, these like grassroots like philanthropists compete against each other like uh, apprentice style for some money for their charity. And they like it got so much negative press that they just tanked it. They just they just pulled the plug on it. But like, ooh, <laughs> like so, so, gr- so gross. Like, look, <sighs> unfortunately, diabetes just isn't hot right now. <laughs> yeah, gross. I know, like, dude, it's bad. I don't like the sound of that. Dude, I think that America could use an annual Eurovision contest style contest where unknown artists from all 50 states, like they should be like a song that, you know, it should be like the Delaware song and have like a show. I think it'd be great. Yeah. yeah. And they execute one of the people on TV. <laughs> yeah. Punishment by it. death. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> I think we got watching it. Squid Game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, we are pulling into the very last track on Steel. <gasps> All right. This is track number 12. This is Spice One. <laughs> <laughs> this is Spice One with Mind on My Money. Sucking the game through a crazy straw. Major hog in me. Addicted to high currency. See everybody up at the bank know me by nickname. nickname. Private jets, Rolex is on my wrist, man. I used to do what I'm living. The guy giving gift the gab got a man. Me could have been up in prison, but I'm free to get in paper, homie. And you should do the same. Cause if you hate what I'm doing, you disrespect the game. You can't be lame, stack your spill get the ball and shot. Call it like Gotti. Drunk off crystal at a yacht party. I waited in line, paid my dues, took my time. Seen dollar signs. Money on my mind. I play a hater trying to see my jig. But ain't no man. I will say right off the bat, SPICE is the acronym for Sex Pistols, Indo, Cash, and Entertainment. Mm. That's like a, one. That's <laughs> one. always one of those, uh, you know, some, there's some explanation that a band gives or ours gives. So it seems like it was made up like way after the fact. I think he was a big sure. Dune fan. Yeah, yeah. I think he was just like obsessed he with Frank Herbert. He controls the spice. The spice will flow. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, would make more sense. <laughs> versus what? Sex, uh, pistols, uh, Indo, in, Indo, uh, Indo. Uh, Indo. cash, <laughs> and entertainment. Yeah. So what are we? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> making it up as you yeah, know one and one <laughs> one i don't we're I don't, number one <laughs> i don't remember this guy uh i think this is actually pretty decent yeah um, it's not a bad song i like looked up some of his stuff and i it's all like pretty good uh you know like very west coasty 
Yeah, it sounds like going back to Cali, sort of. Um, yeah, that I, fun. Beat. I don't know who produced this. I know that he was discovered by Too Short. So, oh, nice. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this is a very inexplicable collection of artists on this um, album. You're right. There, is, there doesn't seem to be too much cohesion between the, the bands. I feel like it's so frustrating that they're not in the movie and. <sighs> Any Why any not? soundtrack that we've I feel like gotten to on track listing podcast that's uh, you know music inspired by yeah it never follows through. Okay, so the thing about um, the music inspired by is that it seems to always it's the time period, but it's also it's almost always like hip hop that's not in a movie. Yeah, and I think that QMC synopsis. I think mm, that it's kind mm, of I don't mm. know if it's racism. It's it's like I think there was an idea that hip-hop was too fringy to put in a movie that they're trying to like that they have huge financial stakes in but they know that hip-hop will sell albums yeah and so it's like blade had a bunch of like like good hip-hop on it that wasn't in the movie yeah um you know like men in black it's like you got will smith who's a famous rapper but it's like i think when it comes to like hollywood execs they're like ah too urban it's like oof yeah remember our office space episode uh mike judge fought tooth and nail to be like no listen like this this rap has to be in the movie because it's this like dichotomy between the you know the characters and and what they actually act like you know but i think you know say what you you will about hollywood execs but you know they knew that hip-hop would just never fly in like mainstream culture (laughs) yeah you know we support the execs honestly i think they get a bad rap uh bad rap <laughs> where's they, that new beavis and butthead by the way it's been in development for like way too long let it die God, yeah let, it die. <laughs> let, let die, franchises Mike. die i don't know <laughs> just can't, can't we have just appreciated something in its time do we have to rip up everything from the dead and like haul its corpse out to fucking get another <laughs> cash grab didn't everything that just won a tony was not original dude i mean we're i mean we can let we can talk about how nothing's original in Hollywood. And even that argument isn't even an original argument anymore. It's been happening for like 40 years, but like it's getting to a point where it's like (laughs) my friend, Josh Johnson had a great tweet. It's like, look, like, no one wants a new Matrix. They all want to feel 13 again. <laughs> like, I mean, he, he said it better than that, but it's just like, that's what, this, the world sucks now. We all just want to be young again. But, you know, on the other side of that token, I am excited for the new Dune. Well, that's mm. the thing, is that I think the Chalamet. Actually, Chalamet yeah. Dune. We should be remaking the things that didn't get it right. Didn't get it right the first yes. time. Exactly. Yes. And that's, you in know, the, in the, I, I do know, like the original Dune. The Lynch Dune. Film. The Lynch Dune is very watchable. But, I loved uh, it. I loved it. But you you know that it could be done better. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you're going to do like a Lord of the Rings like TV show. It's like, ah, I don't really need that. But I could see like, you know, have more time to like, you know, kind of it's you have the source material that's very dense. So yes. you could spend more time like telling that story. But uh, just be like another Ghostbusters. You're like, no, we don't. <sighs> yeah, we need to forget about Greta Van Fleet. There is a good <laughs> Zeppelin revival band on the horizon. <laughs> Zeppelin didn't do it right. We got to do it better <laughs> this that? time. Did I say it in another episode? I just read somebody's tweet was that uh, Greta Van Fleet was a Led Zeppelin cover band playing Journey songs. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. 
All right, well, that's the, that's that's the soundtrack. soundtrack. That's Thank the soundtrack you, to steal yes. music from and yes. inspired and by inspired the motion picture. Boom, boom, boom. So before we get to recommendations, we do have to rate and review. Uh, this week, out of 15 free throws, uh, missed three throws. <laughs> 15 missed free throws. Yeah. Uh, Chris, why don't you lead off? How do you feel about... Oh, and also, um, most favorite, least favorite tracks. Most favorite, least favorite. I think Men of Steel has got to be my favorite. So that's got Shaquille, it's got Ice Cube, got Be Real, Peter Guns, KRS-One. So I'm going to say that's my favorite song. There's about an eight-way tie for stinkiest song on here. <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to say, uh, oh God, like Gina Breedlove's Free to Be Me or John B's Anything for Your Love. It's just like, I just don't, I don't care for that kind of... Um, there's a lot yes. of um, five string bass that yeah. like on this. That <laughs> that I, I forgot about that low B. The bass Ooh. is very distracting on a lot, yeah, of, a lot of the R and B tracks. A lot of sludgy, sludgy bass. Yeah, it feels like it's the same guy playing on all of them. Yeah, yeah. It probably is. It probably is. Yeah. You got to adjust your levels. You're like, ah, oh, what is <laughs> happening here? Um, I got to give this a pretty low rating. Uh, not as bad as the movie. I think, believe it or not, <laughs> the. Uh, the movie is much worse. I, I think this pulls out a few good um, tracks here and there. So I'm going to go ahead and give this a 6.0 missed free throws. All right. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Who's uh, Nick? Do you want to review next? Yeah, man, this soundtrack, this movie. <laughs> um, I'm going to say my favorite track is track seven, Men of Steel, Shaq, Ice Cube, be real, Peter Guns, KRS One. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good track. I'm gonna say my least favorite track is track four, Gia with Breakout. Yeah, that's uh, pretty stinky. Unlistenable R and B. Quincy Jones, man, Quincy just had his fingers in the pie for this whole yeah. project. <laughs> Quincy fingers. Probably, uh, you know, maybe he went bankrupt in the, <laughs> this whole process. I'm gonna have to give this a pretty low rating. I'm gonna come in at a 3.0. Ooh, 3.0. Oh, uh, goddamn, <laughs> bricked free throws. Thank you. How Nick. are you feeling about all this? Um, I, I, yeah, this is a rough one. <laughs> I think that my favorite track is actually "Mob of Steel" by Mob Deep. I like Mob Deep quite a bit. Yeah, it's like production by Havoc and great verses uh, from him and Prodigy. Prodigy, R.I.P. I think it's a fucking cool song. Uh, great production. I actually like all the Shaq songs. Much like the movie, like Shaq is like surprisingly one of the best parts. Yeah, yeah. Of the it's soundtrack. shocking. It's shocking that he is, but it is true. <laughs> he's a he's a gentle giant. <laughs> gentle giant. Triple threat. Um, okay, I think it's funny. For my least favorite, I think I gotta go track number two, "No More Fighting" by Tevin Campbell. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, the song sucks. And also, like, I don't, I feel bad, like, shitting on some artists that I've never heard of that uh, I can't find anything about. Yeah. And it's like, No More Fighting was just as bad as all those other anonymous songs. And also there's, like, I feel like the weird Quincy Jones, like, we're going to make this movie about, like, nonviolence where somebody's beating the shit and there's people. Yeah. There was just, like, so much, like, kind of some wrong. Weird messaging. Wrong-headed, yeah. like, uh good intentions and i feel like that's encapsulated in this like no more fighting song it just it, it seems like fucking weird 
um rating it's funny i was like a there's not much uh there's not much literature about this soundtrack on the internet but um all music did uh review it they gave it four out of five stars and i was like really and i read the review and it was like yeah pretty uninspiring and blah and i was like what (laughs) (laughs) it's a little bit of a mixed messages uh out of 15 layups out of 15 bricked free throws yeah yeah i gotta give this like a there's nothing like objectionable uh, and it's pretty even, but I'll give it like a 4.3. Okay. All right. Thank you, Caleb. Yeah. Thank you, Chris, Good. again. Yes. You're all welcome. Go back and watch the movie. <laughs> it is, <laughs> it's hard to find. Standard definition only <laughs> on Amazon for $3. Uh, if you text me, I'll give you my password. You can watch it. <laughs> All right, we do need to move into our recommended track. We are going to recommend our favorite... Our favorite alter ego song. I do have a pick for you guys, if you don't mind me leading off. Please, by all means. My pick is from 2019. This is an artist that I've uh, tried to recommend, I think, to both of you um, maybe a couple times before. And I think uh, unsuccessfully. (laughs) I think that... I think that this is an artist that you guys don't appreciate as much as I do. But I, I like him quite a bit. And I saw him live i think it was the last concert i've actually been to before the pandemic it's a guy named orville peck yeah 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 he uh he's it's kind of he wears like a sia hat he wears a cowboy hat <laughs> and he wears mask. he wears yeah, like a like a lone ranger mask but with fringe in the with back tassels yeah. and uh no no pictures of him public without the mask and his name's not orville peck if you do a little digging on the internet, you can find his actual name. Um, somebody, like a bunch of music journalists, uh, ID'd him from his tattoos, and uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say his actual name because you know I like the anonymity. But he oh, come, come on, on. Say, man. Say his name, Caleb. Uh, <laughs> what are you What are you low hanging fruit? A well known uh, for for drumming and singing in the Vancouver punk scene. So it was kind of like a you know part of his alter ego is this like extreme uh, genre shift yeah country music and western. it's it's country but it's kind of the vocals to me sound a little bit more like uh like maybe theatrical and also like some like kind of very 80s crooning that i like quite a bit yeah you've played us a bunch of his music videos uh, yeah but it's always been late at night and it's always been <laughs> you know during uh uncle darden's youtube hour <laughs> It's a so Orville my Peck, favorite, by the way. It's very, very heavily stylized. Probably not for everybody. Um, you know, I think in kind of like an even more extreme version of like early Lana Del Rey, where you're like, oh, somebody's really like leaning hard on this like certain kind of style. Uh, but I like him quite a bit. This is a song called "Dead of Night." Spend Johnny's cash at another night. We laugh until we cry. Go fast, I say, hold on tight In the dead of night Dead of night See So beautiful song, haunting. Uh, I remember that music video uh, also being really groovy. Yeah, the music videos, especially the early ones, I feel like are a little, you know, uh, it's a, maybe a little bit too flamboyant for my taste. Uh, but I love, I saw him live and it was a great show. And his live show, it's almost like a opposite of a drag show where it's like kind of this uh, sparkly, like um, 
like kind of overemphasized masculinity that's really fun. And you know, it's you know, it's like uh, it's this fun indie queer uh, cowboy music, and I'm here for it. Thank you, Caleb. That's a great pick, uh, Chris. What do you have for us? I've got a uh, a song, and it's a, a comedian named Ben Hoffman, but his alter ego. It's also a country western song. Uh, his alter ego was called Wheeler Walker Jr. We might all be in the same wheelhouse. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll you see. doing a Larry the Cable Guy song? Or yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> we'll see. But um, this guy, I knew uh, Ben Hoffman from, um, he was on The Ben Show, which was like a short-lived Comedy Central show. And he did a few songs in it, but it was just like a, you know, your standard like sketch show on Comedy Central. And then I was hearing these Wheeler Walker Jr. songs, which were like funny, but also like catchy. And then it took me so long. I was like, oh, wait, that's the guy from The Ben Show. Um, But I go back and listen to his stuff every once in a while. And... um, I think maybe is uh, the one that got him the most attention because it's wild is uh, a song called Redneck Shit. So let's hear uh, <laughs> Redneck Shit by Wheeler Walker Jr. American by birth and Southern by the grace of God means that everything I do, I do it right. California, you can go and have your fun, but down here I got a list of what I like. Eating tater tots and pussy, sucking mountain doing tits. Kick my grandpa in his nutsack and I suck my boss's dick. Fuck my cousin in her asshole before I finished on her tits. Then I shoot my neighbor's cat, I love that redneck shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it starts off like a pretty you're like oh yeah like right like a southern like you know maybe outlawed uh country song and then it just like devolves into like the craziest stuff and people listening are like kind of nodding their head and they're like did you just say he's sucking his body's dick like, like it's, it's so filthy i uh, bet um, you don't do that in new york city yeah huh? yeah Out here, but it, it's very much like making fun of that uh that redneck bravado it's like Y'all ain't doing it like us motherfuckers down here, man. Yeah, I, I killed my cousin, motherfucker. You're like, whoa, <laughs> like, what? But anyway, Wheeler Walker Jr., he's got some great songs. And I think um, I was so impressed by the alter ego because the music was so good, <laughs> but also uh, equally hilarious. Anyway, Ben Hoffman, check him out. All right, yeah, I'll have to check that out. Thank you, Chris. All right, Nikki, what do you have for us? I've got a song by the Traveling Wilburys. The song is called Last Night. And it's from their album from 1988 called The Traveling Wilburys Volume 1. So let's hear some of that and talk about their alter egos. Yeah, Traveling Wilburys, the super group made up of uh, George Harrison, Jeff Lynn, Bob Dylan, Roy Orbison, and Tom Petty. Yeah, man. It's quite a group of songwriters. My God. Uh, George Harrison adopted the alter ego of Nelson, Jeff Lynn with Otis, Bob Dylan with Lucky, Roy Orbison with Lefty, and Tom Petty with 
Charlie T. Jr. Why, though? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of them already are not using their real names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bob, I mean, there's Bob Dylan's <laughs> Robert Zimmerman, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the funny part about it to me is, like, I know how maniacal Jeff Lynn is in the, the process of running a band. Yeah. And in going through the two albums that Traveling Wilburys made, they all kind of sound like Jeff Lynn songs. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's steamrolled? But he has George Harrison. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing to uh, to think about when I think about the Traveling Wilburys, it's like a real Danny Glover situation. The idea, so growing up, it was always kind of like, oh yeah, and when these rock stars got old, they like got together this like weird dad group. Yeah. But like outside of Roy Orbison, I think they're all in their thirties. Yeah. <laughs> They're all very young. At the They're time. all like younger than I am. I think like Roy Orbison like passed away, you know, while they were a band and yeah. they made a music video where they kind of honored him oh, in the music video with a rocking chair. Yeah. yeah. Is that lefty? There's Roy. Lefty, poor, poor lefty, lefty loved a, <laughs> yeah. a man poor, Roy. Uh, Roy. Poor lefty. <laughs> Roy was actually afraid of rocking chairs, but not lefty. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that is steel. Yeah, yeah. hey, thank you guys. <laughs> thank you, sucked, Chris. <laughs> that was painful. How dare you? The soundtrack was a real really painful slog. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess next week is my pick. I don't have a movie picked out yet, but we are uh, we're deep into Shocktober, Rocktober. I'm gonna have a spooky pick. Yeah, we might have a Halloween pick coming up. Yeah. yeah. Any more thoughts on Shaquille O'Neal before we sign off? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start from the top. <laughs> Let's start from the top. Yeah, yeah. Let's start from Actually, the top. Yeah. Start from the top. We didn't talk about Shaquille. Shaquille. We love you, Shaq. You did no wrong. <laughs> we blame Quincy for everything. <laughs> we love you guys. We'll see you next week. Right, bye. Bye. Bye.